Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When a small boar thinks he is large caliber, it's time somebody pulled the trigger on him. <laughs> and look who's making like a big shot businessman. As we go to 79 Wistful Vista and join Fibber McGee and Molly. What's say, Mac? Speak up, man. We got a bad connection. Yeah, I got the contract right in front of me, Mac. But I don't like the language on line 12, paragraph 6, page 27. When I go into a deal like this, Mac, I want to have everything so obscure even a child can understand it. <laughs> okay, Mac. And what did General MacArthur say to that? It wasn't General MacArthur. It was old man McDonald of the Third National Bank. You know, the guy that if you were starving to death and he was running a bakery, he'd toss you the hole out of a small donut. Oh, he isn't that bad, McGee. I think Mr. McDonald is rather sweet. Oh, he is. He's sweeter than a bucket of honey till you want to do some business with the bank. Then he gets nastier than a bee-stung tarantula with an ulcerated fang. <laughs> That's why I'm reading the fine print in this here contract. And adding some of my own. I don't like to be nosy, sweetheart, but what contract? This one here. Third National is making a deal with me to develop some real estate for him. Ought to make rather a pretty penny on it. Why don't you ever get into a deal where you make a nifty nickel? <laughs> or maybe a delicious dime. Or maybe even a dandy little dollar. <laughs> When I says pretty penny, kiddo, I was just using a categorical expression. <laughs> now, paragraph 13, page 22. Hmm, pretty tricky. Hey, who's a good lawyer? Well, the last time I was up on a murder rap, Oh, I... come on. <laughs> Be serious. There's millions involved in this thing, and i got to have some legal advice. How about Mr. Relwick? Who? Mr. Relwick. Isn't he the attorney who got you off the time you leaped on the mounted policeman's horse and chased that bank robber who turned out to be a Federal Reserve messenger who was running because it looked like rain and you got pinched for being a horse thief? <laughs> oh, Railway. Railway, sure. Sure. Hand me the phone, will you? Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. You mean Mr. Relwick of Relwick, Fraser, Relwick, Smicker, Relwick, Amsterdam, and Relwick at 14th and... Oh, is that you, Mert? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, her again. <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Is, eh? What's that, Mert? Your cousin Lulu got thrown off a train and busted three ribs. Gosh, that's Aww. too bad. Huh? Oh, busy, eh? Well, I'll hold the line, Mert. Is your cousin Lulu going to sue the railroad? Wasn't any railroad, kiddo. She was rehearsing for her wedding and tripped on her train. <laughs> Hello? 
Hello, is this Relwick, Fraser, Relwick, Smicker, Relwick, Amsterdam, and Relwick? Let me talk to Mr. Relwick. I don't know his first name, but he's the one between Smicker and Amsterdam. Huh? He is. Oh, oh, I'll call back later. How much later? Fifteen years. He's in the clink for bribing a jury. Oh, well, it's from the other lawyers. Come in. Oh, it's Oli from the Elks Club, McGee. Come in, Oli. Hi, Oli. Well, hello, missus. Hello, McGee. What you doing, writing letters? No, I'm working on a contract, Oli. Got a big deal on with the Third National Bank. Legal stuff. Oh, that legal business. That's so complicated. You know, I was only Yuri, though. <laughs> it was a murder trial, and I was a foreman of the Yuri. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That must have been exciting. How long did it take, Oli? Well, Mrs. V was locked up in a nice hotel room with good food. Get paid six dollars a day. He never had it security. <laughs> so we reach verdict in fifteen minutes, and then we play pinochle for three days. Well, this thing here is a legal contract, Oli. Very tricky, you know. Party of the first part does herewith depose as stated hereunder to it. That kind of stuff. I got two ipso factos left over, and I'm looking for a place to put them. <laughs> well, that law stuff I don't misunderstood much about, McGee, but. <laughs> I tell my littlest boy, Lars, I says, Lars, when you grow up, you be a lawyer. Yeah. And he say, why, Papa? And I say, well, in lawsuit are three people. The complainer, the defender, and the lawyer. Somebody always loses, but never the lawyer. <laughs> well, his uncle started out to be a lawyer, Uncle Dennis. Yes, yes. Poor Uncle Dennis. Never could pass the bar. <laughs> Take my advice, Oli. If your kid Lars is going to be a lawyer, have him have his teacher learn him a lot of Latin. You need to learn a lot of Latin to study law. Why is that, I wonder? Well, the way I figure it, Mrs. Latin is a dead language. Suppose you don't say something right in it, who's suing you? You and your Caesar? <laughs> a great professional, Oli. If you got the personality for it. Oh, sure. Personality is a great thing to have. You betcha. Now, little Lars, he asked me once what is the difference between personality and character. Mm-hmm. And I say, Lars, personality is what you are when lots of people are here. Character is what you are when everybody goes home, so I go home too. So, <laughs> so long. contract. Said bank hereby agrees that if said Fibber McGee fails to hold up his end of the contract, <laughs> said bank will pay said McGee anyhow said amount of said dough. Said who? <laughs> My goodness, dearie, the bank will never go. Say, where did you get all the cookbooks? From the library, only they don't happen to be cookbooks, Molly. This is law books. This is law. Very interesting, too. To whom? Lawyers. You take here on page 612, for instance, in the case of James H. Reepel, alias Creepy Reepel, accused of stealing the belfry off the Union Street Church. Stealing a belfry? <laughs> That's a pretty high hijack. <laughs> the law says, and I quote, in the case of the People versus Creepy Reepel for stealing the steeple, 
<laughs> Council for Reeple held the people failed to place Reeple, the creepy steeple stealer, on the steeple at the time the people accused Reeple of the steeple stealing. <laughs> Further, said Reeple was too feeble to creep up the steeple, and the people must. Hold it, creepy, climb down. Yep, <laughs> company. Come in. Oh, it's the old-timer, McGee. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Oh, hi, old-timer. Hello there, kids. Hey, what you doing with all the books, Johnny? Homework? <laughs> Working on a contract, old-timer, with the bank. Millions involved, and I may have to have it uh, notarized and get a notary public. Well, now I can help you with that, Johnny. Yeah? I know the Republican, know the Republican work for him, what? Would you mind repeating that again? Slowly. <laughs> I says... I knowed a Republican notary public, and I worked for him. <laughs> like you hear about him, kids? No, thanks. No, I, I got no time. Oh, you talked me into it, kids. <laughs> well, sir, besides being my cousin, Chet was a very interesting fella. Yeah? He was in the coal and ice business, see? But they had a coal shortage, so he hung out a sign that says, Just Ice. Just Ice. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the very first day, he married seven people, sold nine dog licenses, and collected $12 in traffic fines before he figured out what happened. <laughs> then he just took the just I sign, added of the piece to it, and really done business. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. You say he married seven people? How could he do that? Married couples come in even numbers. Two of the bridegrooms was half-brothers, Johnny. Oh. <laughs> Just one brother altogether, you see. <laughs> well, that, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Well, got to get back to my legal work, old-timer. I'd like to stand here and talk to you, but I don't want to. <laughs> you go right ahead and study the law, boy. Legal study is a fine thing. Praise the memory. That's important to me because of my cousin Hepplewhite. He died from loss of memory. Oh. Nonsense. How could loss of memory kill anybody? He was a parachute jumper, daughter, and forgot to pull the ripcord. <laughs> well, happy habeas, Corpus. Don't come to Busy here. I got plenty of work to do on this contract yet. You know, these bank lawyers are murder. Trying to do business with these guys is like trying to drive a car with a busted transfusion. You mean uh, transmission, dearie? Hmm? Transfusion means you give somebody some blood. You said it. Anytime you do business with the old, oh, the third, hey. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> well, just in the nick of time. Yeah. <laughs> your front door. I couldn't get it open. <laughs> well, it is old little Harlow Milcox, the double rich kid. <laughs> Hi, Junior. Hi. Hey, what's with the law books, pal? I'm working out a contract, looking up the law. Some very interesting cases in these books. Hey, speaking of interesting cases, kids, yeah. I personally have just handled one of the most famous cases in the world. You, Mr. Wilcox? What kind of case, Junior? Because... A case of pet evaporated milk. <laughs> Bong! 
Look, Junior, I'm talking law, and you delivered well, me. Well, that suits me, because the first law of good housekeeping is the use of safe, economical, nourishing foods, like pet milk. For 65 years, pet milk has been a favorite form of milk for the entire family. For babies, for growing children, for cooking. So what time do you have to see Mr. McDonald, McGee? He says any time before the bank closes, but, you know, they don't go home when they lock the doors of a bank at 3 o'clock. They stay there, just sitting around doing nothing until 5 o'clock. You know, gossiping about the customers, like how certain women depositors fill out their slips better than others. <laughs> Personally, I don't like to gossip about women, but they do say that smart women everywhere consider pet milk a highly important part of their household needs. Won't you need some witnesses to uh, sign the contract, McGee? Oh, sure. That's why I want you to go along with me. Turns out no good later. You can always say you don't remember signing it, see? Forget the stuff like that is legally referred to as non-cordis digit. <laughs> meaning no string on finger. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, good housewives and mothers don't need a string on their finger to remember pet milk. Because they know it's just good whole milk, concentrated to double richness, fortified with vitamin D, and sterilized in sealed cans. Why is pet milk good for babies? Why is it good for growing children? Why is it... Why, wise guy? Huh? Look, Milky. Yeah. Do you have to leave now? Right this minute, just because himself here hasn't got a minute to speak to you, and neither have I. Yeah, because... yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go, kid. And if a guy comes around looking for me, I'm out hunt ducking. You, you mean duck hunting? No, no, no. Hunt ducking. Oh? Huh? Fellow named Hunt's trying to sell me a new car. Go on now. <laughs> Corny puns. That was the worst I ever heard. Hey, you know, Uncle Dennis used to love to hunt ducks, McGee. Remember? Yeah. I remember him at Dugan's Lake. He sat there all day in one of those holes the hunters dig. You know, sort of a pit. Blind? Oh, he might have been a little rocky, but he never... Oh! <laughs> Blind. That's what they call them, I yeah. guess. Well, hand me that Latin dictionary. I want to check a few phrases I made up so this contract won't be too easy for me. Now, Dad, Rattle, I got to keep working. You answer the door. All right. Come in. Oh, it's his honor, the mayor, McGee. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Hello, Molly. Good day, McGee. Hi, boy. Hey, you graduated from law school, didn't you? Magna cum laude. Hmm. They say that's a very good school, too. <laughs> know a lot of Latin. See if you can translate this. Factorum lex amno domini, Luella in toto. Well, that's just a lot of Latin words, McGee. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Good. I'll put that right in the contract. I'll show them high binders. You know, it's a contract with the bank, Mr. Mayor. McGee's working on it. Big real estate deal. Well, I had enough real estate dealings today to last me till next election. Had a regular riot in my office. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Somebody find your secret bank book, Latrivia, because... No, 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 no. <laughs> of course not. The city simply had a few pieces of real estate advertised for sale today. Ten lots, in fact. Mm -hmm. And over 200 people showed up to buy them. It was first come, first served, of course. Of course. Uh, what'd you serve, Mr. Mayor? Coffee and cake? <laughs> I beg your pardon? She says, what'd you feed them? Probably serve them little finger sandwiches, Molly. You know, the kind that when you try to eat them, you always bite your finger. 
<laughs> no, 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 McGee, of course not. That's a very silly thought. Yes, it is, <laughs> For a party that big, you couldn't possibly make enough sandwiches. I'd just bake a ham. Oh, yeah, ham and potato salad. That's the best. Hey, did you send out invitations for this shindigla trip? Because we didn't get on... Hmm? These people didn't come for a party. They, they didn't expect a party. Oh, they came it was to... a surprise, McGee. <laughs> oh, I love surprises. Yeah, me too. Boy, when you can surprise 200 people with a surprise party... I didn't surprise 200 people. I didn't surprise anybody. When I said it was first come, first served, I was not talking about food, understand? I was merely using an old expression. I didn't serve any of those people anything to eat. Is that much clear? It is to me. Me too. Good. Now, Just what else? Huh? Yes. <laughs> no! It takes a lot of the taxpayers' money to serve drinks to 200 people, and now... I didn't serve drinks to 200 people! <laughs> 200 people! Said... People! Look, when I said we stole the steelers' rate, you said... stole the real estate, first come, first served... Curb service. You said, I never said I shot the kidding. Winding. Please. You were the one that... I never said it. It was the gun. It was... Since you're so fond of parties, I'm going to get some friends together tonight and give one for you. Oh, fine. On the city hall lawn, under the old oak tree. Oh, he'd love that, Mr. Mayor. Sure. Wear a shirt with a collar this time, will you, McGee? Okay, boy. Is this a formal party? No. Necktie. Good day, Marlon. Good day. King's man, man. It's good. Boy, wait till old man McDonald sees this deal I've laid out. I got him sewed up tighter than a tight pair of tightrope walker's tights. And if he... I dropped my papers. Your papers? Sounded more like a manhole cover. What have you got the papers wrapped up in? Two sheets of metal. It's an ironclad contract. Oh, See, kiddo, when you do business with the third... And... Oh, hey, here it is. Here's the bank. Come on in, the bank. Oh, it's always so nice and shiny in here. How do they keep bank floors so clean? Well, they sweep up the dirt every 15 minutes and pan it for gold. Where's Mr. McDonald's office? It's that third one back there with the frosted glass door. And take my word for it, kiddo, that's real frost. Ask <laughs> the bank guard if he's here. Here's the bank. Hey, guard. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Uh, do you wish to cash a check? Uh, if so, please go to window three with four character witnesses, your birth certificate, and a letter from your congressman. After due investigation and sundry other annoyances... Excuse me, uh, we do not wish to cash a check. We merely... Now, blotter stealers. Huh? Blotter stealers. <laughs> well, that's it. We don't want to steal any blotters either. Oh, we just... Fountain pen fillers? No, we just... Oh, well, pardon me, but haven't I seen you people before? <laughs> Didn't you attend the Alderman Wine Gang Weenie Roast at Callahan's Fourth Ward Athletic and Ace's Back-to-Back Club? <laughs> 
he didn't. The reason our faces seem slightly familiar, bud, is that we've been doing business at this bank for 15 years. How long you been here? 16 years, sir. I was a bum watching the excavating when they built this bank and was simply absorbed. <laughs> now then, uh, what did you say your business was here? We didn't say, and it's none of your business, and I don't like your attitude. Well, I can't help my attitude, madam. Training this darn old gun makes me lopsided. <laughs> Look, but a little more courtesy from you. You're a pretty snide character, but I warn you, I'm Snyder. <laughs> Well, I'm delighted to meet you, Mr. Snyder. I'm Rasmussen, and this, I presume, is Mrs. Snyder? No, it is not. I'm Mrs. McGee. And don't keep us standing here, Mus Rasson. I got a date with McDonald's. I'm late. Late? I thought you were Snyder. He's neither. He's McGee. But that's your name, madam. She knows what her name is. She's my wife. Yes, and let's stop this nonsense. Come on, dearie. Okay, sweetie. As soon as I can shake this fella Snyder and get out of my uniform. First we'll go to a movie. I tell you, Buster, this lady is my wife. Mrs. Late? No, Mrs. McGee. But if you're Mrs. McGee and he's Mr. Late... Oh, I see. You're her late husband. Well, I thought he looked kind of pale. Well, better take him into Mr. McDonald's office. He handles all the defunct accounts. Third door down, Mrs. Snyder. <laughs> Come on, Molly. I got a lot of business to transact, and I'm late. No, you're McGee. No, I'm... Well, <laughs> if you don't see a big deal pulled off. Hi, McDonald. Here I am, Jerry Thrathole. I got the contract. Shut the door and be quiet till I finish reading this letter. Yes, sir, Mr. McDonald. See them three telephones on his desk, Molly? Yeah. One of them, only one of them, is connected. But during the war, when he thought they were going to be hard to get, he went Stop out. Stop that infernal yammering, McGee. How can I... Oh, excuse me. Madam, did you wish to see me? I've wished to see you for a long time. And I must uh, say... Mac, uh, this is the little woman, my wife. Molly, Molly, this is Mr. McDonald. How do you do, I'm sure. Mrs. All too seldom that my quiet little office is graced by such a charming, lovely. Get out of my cigars, McGee! <laughs> now look, McDonald. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I got the contract all drew up. You better have your secretary in as one of the witnesses. Uh, which button calls, sir? I'll push this one. No, no, no. That's a burglar alarm. Oh, I. Oh, hand me that telephone. Thank you. Hello, hello, Clancy. This is McDonald. Shut up those alarms. That was a mistake. Sorry, Mac. <laughs> Must have pushed the wrong button. Now then, I drew up the contract very careful. Sign here under my name and my subcontractor will start work tomorrow. Okay, McGee. I don't care who does the work as long as the leaves get raked up. Leaves? What leaves? On that vacant lot next door to our house, Molly. The one the bank owns. The bank has given me a buck and a half an hour to rake the leaves off it, and I got a guy to do it for a buck an hour. <laughs> that way I make half a buck an hour without even getting up off of my sign right here, Mac. <laughs> okay. Boy, I sure must have got old McDonald upset with that fancy contract. 
Says in the evening paper here that driving home, he smacked right into a truck. Heavenly days. Was he hurt? Just decapitated him is all. Oh, no. Yep. Lucky for him, he was wearing a high cap. <laughs> a few inches lower, and it would have knocked his head off. Oh. Good night. Good night, all.